0: Classy Gibberish Hello there, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Classy Gibberish, the radio show in which we play the absolute bangers of the history of classical music, the bangers we all know and love. And today we have a composer, which I realized just now, I was thinking... What could I play? And I was thinking of the big composers, the one I, I haven't played yet. And I noticed, to my uh, intense personal shock, that I haven't played Beethoven. And so today, we have um, a piano sonata by uh, Beethoven. Uh, and I do love the piano. So, yeah, I'm excited for this one. And it is Beethoven's Piano Sonata, number 17, in the minor, and it is called The Tempest, which is exciting. Reminds me of Shakespeare and the first opera I, I watched, actually. I'm going to start playing. As I said, this was the um, first opera I watched in the Metropolitan Opera on-demand website the tempest not what we're listening to because it's not an opera um but yeah it was the the first one i was kind of lost on what exactly to watch and so i was looking through the met opera website and i saw the tempest and i saw it was inspired in shakespeare and this is a book i'd thought of of reading before. so I was like um, yeah why not I'm gonna go for this one it wasn't the best first choice but it was a good opera I enjoyed it uh, if you're wondering it's a, a very recent uh, interpretation or opera op- operization of, of the Tempest by some composer. I don't know his name. But he's British, I think, if I remember correctly. Anyway. Um Ooh. that's not an working. Mm. Anyway. Ooh. It's it's mm. It's interesting. One thing I find with piano is so with with something like an orchestra orchestral pieces i can talk and properly properly appreciate it but with piano ones i need to be quiet and and really listening to it in order to to appreciate their beauty which therefore i'm not going to you know fully um, experience this piano sonata um, on this exact instance. I, I think that's the conclusion we can take. Anyway, it's been a decent week for me. I have made very good advances um, towards towards um, the, the radio. This radio and our programming for next year. We've made very interesting advances, um, and it it feels good to do these things. To to see that the work, the the hours I put in, really are going to amount to something. You know, it might not work out, but I know that I've done um, as much as I can to accomplish these things, which I've sort of. Um, Yeah, which I, these goals which I drew for myself. I've also been working. And reading. And, yeah. I feel like I, every once in a while, I go through a stage when I stop reading. Stop enjoying what I read. Um, And I think... There has been a few times, a couple of times, just a couple, when Brendan Sanderson and his really good books were what brought me back to, to reading constantly, on a, on a frequent basis. Um, and some other time, the, the other time when this happened, it was The Reckoners, Book series, which I was reading, it's really good, and now it is the Stormlight's Archive, which is really good as well. A very different topic from very, very different topic, or, or um, yeah, very, very different fantasy from the the Reckoners. The Reckoners is kind of like Marvel. It's the very I don't know, kind of modern definition of fantasy. ...and my headphones fell. So, so, sorry about that. Here we go. Sorry. Um, yeah, so the news is, is a, a more... ...modern fantasy I'd describe. We have things like Marvel, superheroes, and so on. Which I feel like they only started... ...in the 20th century, and only... ...really became popular towards the second half of the 20th century, while things like, you know, the sort of token-like fantasy, um, I'm actually trying to think of older ones, but I can't quite remember. Um, Can I? No. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I, I... instinctively feel like something like Marvel is much more modern than something like Lord of the Rings. Um, And the Stormlight Archives have a very... not a very similar feeling, but a a somewhat similar feeling to Lord of the Rings, while the Reckoners has um, more similarities to something like Marvel, really. Um, And it's something... Oh, hold on. Um, There's a um, TV show that has a new season sort of being released um, currently. And that TV show is... uh, It's not really a TV show, it's a series. Um, Because it's not on TV, it's on Prime Video. And it is the boys, a very successful series they've made, and it's an interesting one because it's kind of similar to the Reckoners in the sense that it's it's similar to Marvel, there's superheroes, um, but in this case, so in, in the Reckoners, the superheroes are full on evil. Every single one of them is evil, and everyone knows that. That that's something I enjoy about the Reckoners. It's a very different take to to Marvel because in Marvel you've obviously got superheroes, super you've got the the uh, super villains as well, but the superheroes, you know, most of the time win and. Yeah, and there's the two the two sides of, of being super in, in Marvel. But in the Reckoners, they're all evil. Every single one of them is evil. Um, so they're all super villains, if you, if you think about it. Um, and then, there's the boys, in which... It's a kind of um, halfway between the Reckoners and Marvel, in that... There are superheroes that are super. There are supervillains, but superheroes are not as good as they seem. Um, I don't want to spoil what happens in the series. I mean, it's obvious pretty much from the get go. um, And the very graphic scene in the first episode, where Huey, you know, finds out that superheroes aren't as nice as they seem. Um, that's all I'm gonna say if you haven't watched the series it's a really good one it's it's a drama um, but it has vibes of being a dark comedy as well pardon me pardon me Um, although there's a character there who um, is named the butcher and he's British. Well, the character, the actor, I think, is Australian or New Zealander, one of them. And you know, after three, no, two and a half series, seasons of of the, the of the boys, his accent becomes annoying because it's very, very exaggerated. You know, the Cockney British accent. And it's immensely exaggerated. Um, And the character himself is just... I don't know. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about uh, films and series. I'm not IMDb. I'm here to talk about philosophy. Am I here to talk about philosophy? I'm not really. Um, I just think it's interesting how... the different takes that can be taken upon something like superheroes. So obviously... Marvel went for the very, no, mostly hopeful superheroes being good and people with superpowers, let's say that, being good in general. And um, here and there are a few bad apples, but we focus on, on the good ones and they win most of the times. That's what Marvel went for. While the boys took a, a, a darker turn and I really enjoy it. there. There's a lot of f- financialization, ca- capitalismization, capitalization, maybe of of superheroes, and they they they're seen in the boys. They're seen as an asset rather than someone who actually is able to save people and and save lives and. Instead, they're just these figures that can be thrown around and can make the company they're part of more or less successful, and obviously earn them more or less money. And I really enjoy that. I think it's a very, a very interesting look, a very interesting, because obviously it's it's fictional. It's very fictional, and I I I am in general a positive person, an optimistic person but i do every every once in a while enjoy feeding the dark side and thinking what if everything goes wrong what if good doesn't win you know what if people aren't inherently good um and it's my more 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 my my more my more it's my side which is more um, more brutal, more pessimistic, more nihil- nihilistic nihilism, nihilistic, yeah, and I do enjoy thinking about this and and the boys feeds into that into that perspective of what if, what if things don't go as as well as they could. and then Brendan Sanderson goes even a step further. And and all the people with superpowers are evil, and there there's there's a reason for them. It's not really a re- reflection upon human nature or or human ethics or morality or anything like that. It's nothing like that. There's a reason for superheroes or super people with superpowers being evil. Um, but yeah, I think it's an interesting, interesting look into it, and an, an interesting way to portray someone with superpowers. And obviously, I really enjoy the boys. But what I yeah, I enjoy the because you know as as being being a pretentious person. Because I am very, pre- that I have a radio show in which I listen to classical music in a student radio. You know, I'm obviously pretentious, and being pretentious, I obviously preferred the book to the film. Now, I, I this comes across as pretentious, I feel like, but it, it's it's genuine. I do prefer films, but I do pre- prefer books because you know I, I talk about this to, to people who also like reading which is I enjoy the whole process of creating characters and creating scenes in my head and it's it's a huge part of of what reading is for me and I don't know how everyone else's imagination works but the the figures I create in my head, the scenes I create in my head are very... They're very personal, but also they're very abstract. i If you ask, asked me to draw what I think, for example, I'm reading currently the, the Stormlight Archives. Uh, if you asked me to draw Kaladin or Shalon, I couldn't because... The the images of them I have in my head are very obscure, very abstract. They're very I can't pin them down, but they're very personal as well, and so I I can I I can't really the the way scenes happen in my head, scenes from books. I can't really draw them because they're very abstract and in the sense that I can't. Ah, it's difficult to explain. They're just almost like shadows. Um, And I I can't really grab the thing that creates the shadows, if you get what I mean. If you get my metaphor. And so that's a huge part of, of what reading is for me. It's those images slowly evolving in my head and being created in my head and then seeing the whole of the book through the sphere of of these shadows i create these these very obscure figures i create for for the characters and for the the places as well it's the same thing for the places and when i when i obviously so this is I don't like watching films or or series of books I've read because even if I read the book and then watch the film or the series the the what is it so the the book is ruined for me if I do that that's basically it because yeah because part of the memories that come with the book is the memories of of the scenes that happened and what the characters did you know from from the imagery I created and so when i when I watch the film, obviously those images that I created from the book are contaminated with the characters from the films and the people that that portrayed them. In, in, in the films and so if even if I read the book and then watch the film it still ruins the reading experience for me on a sort of um, a priori what's the contrary of a priori a poster posteriori posteriori a priori a posteriori yes it, it can even ruin the experience of reading a posteriori, and I just spoke Latin, <laughs> That's how I can really see that I'm, I'm very presumptuous, um, but yeah, so, so I, I really, because of that, I enjoy, I enjoyed the Reckoners, this is very good. I enjoyed direct news more than I'm enjoying the boys. I don't know. Also, because Brendan Brendan Sanderson, is really good, really talented writer, narrator in general. I think, and I don't know. It's just that the, the books are different. You know, if you think about it, I I, I think the the I spent. I saw the time I spent, because I read on a Kindle, and on a Kobo. I've got a big Kobo and a small Kindle, and I take the small Kindle with me to work. Um, and while I don't have any deliveries to do with Uber Eats, I get my Kindle out and read. And, you know, it's very good. What was I saying? I forgot, I forgot it. That's annoying. Um I actually can I dunno. It's worrying. I'm I'm going through a difficult phase. <laughs> um Yeah, so I I do enjoy the books much oh yes, so I spent fifteen hours approximately reading the second book of the Stormlight Archives and you know that book's about I'm gonna say like roughly a 1, 1100 pages um actually, it's so good it's really good you should give it a read if you can anyway so i spent 15 hours reading that book i if there was a film if it was done properly like a series or, a, or a, a TV show then maybe it would have been as long as it took me to read the book but if, it, if, it, if it's just a normal film like they did with Aragon, in which the film absolutely ruined the books or with I am number four in which the same exact thing happened um, it, 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 I'm gonna spend about one hour and a half watching the film that's not enough for me I need more I need yeah I get so much more time immersed in this world and it just makes it more special and doing all the creative work by myself having to create the scenes in my head just makes it immensely more creative more enjoyable for me and th- th- that's really the main thing that I enjoy it because I get to do all the work to do all the creative work to do all the imagining um, and it's not gonna be it's gonna be its unique thing you know I'm not going to watch some other film and the actor is also in it. You know, I like Harry Potter. I'm not going to be watching Now You See Me, Now You Don't, number two, the second film. And I'm not going to be watching that and thinking of Harry Potter because Daniel Radcliffe is in it. You know what I mean? So it's a very self contained, very unique experience which I'm never going to get anywhere else. All the objects of of that fantasy i created of that of th- that story i created in my head they're g- going to be exclusive to that story and i don't know i just i just think there's a, a fantasy to that and there's um yeah a, a real enjoyment to that which i think ma- makes books really special and I always instinctively, this is actually something that is true, when I am on Tinder, if I see someone that says they like reading, most of the times I swipe right. Because I just enjoy... No, I don't enjoy people that like reading. I instinctively trust people that like reading. I't I, I, might be an irrational thing, something about a sort of tribal thinking of this person is like me, therefore they're going to be good, but I just have this instinctive trust and instinctive almost attractiveness towards them, because they read as well, and especially if they read fantasy, that's, yeah, or fiction in general. If they read self-help books, I mean, fuck off. <laughs> And there we had it folks. That was the OI, that's that's a different thing. That was Beethoven's piano sonata number 17. And it was it was good. Um uh, as I said, I don't really enjoy piano if I'm not really focusing on it. If I'm just distracted, I don't really enjoy it to, to its full extent. But but it was good. The the parts which I focused on every once in a while were were very good. And it reminds me as well of because I played piano for uh six years and it reminds me the sort of pieces that, that I'd play, which they don't feel like they were and especially the ending. So the the third movement cause this piece has a three movements, I think. So that the the third movement was had had a, a, a feeling of being the third of the being the final movement, in that it was more majestic, it was more powerful. But then, as it got to the end, it 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 was very underwhelming, and that's generally, the pieces that you you that I was tasked with with practicing and playing when I played piano. They feel like very very similar to this one in the extent that. They don't feel triumphant enough. They don't feel majestic enough. And yeah, often in those sorts of pieces the 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 endings are very underwhelming. And that is what happened um on this one, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm not saying that Beethoven is bad or anything, he's really good. He was, because he's dead. Sad. <laughs> uh but yeah. there's... um interesting it's an interesting experience i don't think it 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 happens very often at all i think it's very rare for this to happen with when uh, with an orchestral piece um and i think that makes piano pieces even more important and the good ones even rarer 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 rarer, rarer. um (laughs) anyway that is everything i had for today was a very uh, weird stream of thoughts but i enjoy talking about books it's my um sort of favorite topic in the world so uh, i'll do it any day of the week for as long as it takes and yeah that was fun as usual i will be back again next saturday roughly at half past eight in the evening to do more classy gibberish Until then, I hope you have a great week, and I will try having a great week as well. Bye-bye! Classy gibberish.